Welcome to the Employment Opportunity Hour. Your host, Gene Hodge, is a training consultant, author, motivational speaker, and owner of HodgePodge Training, the workforce optimizing training company. Gene brings over 20 years of experience and innovation in information systems, training, and management earned at Cigna Corporation, the Federal Reserve Bank of Boston, and Pitney Bowes World Headquarters. He has taught computer and information technology courses at several universities. He has also presented career transition workshops and job counseling for outplacement companies such as Wright Management Associates, Lee Heck Harrison, Drake B. Morin, and Pinellas Technical Education Centers. Gene earned an associate's degree in data processing from Springfield Technical Institute, a bachelor's degree in computer science from the University of Massachusetts, a master's in education from Cambridge College, a teacher certificate from Westfield State College, and is certified to teach in Connecticut, Massachusetts, and Florida. With HodgePodge Training, Gene uses a revolutionary training program process that packages each individual's unique hodgepodge of skills, abilities, experience, and passion together with computer technology to satisfy individual job compatibility and employer productivity needs. With Gene's process, thousands of individuals have gained enjoyable employment at competitive wages. For more information, call 1-888-293-4802 or send an email to the opportunity hour at gmail.com. Studio lines are open at 1 866 826 1340. And now, here's your host, Gene Hodge. Good evening. Welcome to the Employment Opportunity Hour, the place where we try to help all of you out there to find something that you enjoy doing. I'm here tonight with my trusty engineer, Mr. Tommy. Mr. Tommy, how are you doing this evening? Uh. Oops, I'm doing great, Gene. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Tommy's the guy that makes me look good and gives me all the cues and everything. Anyway, for those of you new to the show, I have a clip that we're going to play for you that keeps me from saying it over and over again. And so, Tommy, if you got it, let it go, and people can find out what we do here. This is the only show in America that I'm aware of that represents all of you who work out there. So if you work, I want you to know that I know that you exist. And that includes your people that are unemployed, the professionals, the teenagers, the school dropouts, the minorities, the veterans, the ex-offenders, the seniors, the gay people and the gay population, those that are bisexual, transsexual, whether they want to be a boy or a girl, or plus the immigrants and the Native Americans. If you work in this country, I want you to know that you make up our I work for us, and I salute all of you. The purpose of the show is to help you out there who are looking for a job to find something that you enjoy doing instead of a job, meaning just over broke. But also to help you entrepreneurs that are out there who have businesses, you got products, ideas, is to help you to improve this economy by putting you into action as well. We can help you there. So that's what we're here for. If you choose to call the show, you're more than welcome to call the show. Uh, The number is 727-441-3000. However, if you're unemployed or you're looking for a job, I will give you 30 seconds. You're more than welcome to call the show. Tell us who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for so we can help you. If you are an entrepreneur or a 
a type of company that's looking to add people on, your network marketing company or internet marketing company, you're looking to add good people to your team, you're welcome to call the show as well. The number is 727-441-3000. I will give you the same 30 seconds. Tell us who you are, what you're looking for, and your contact information so we can help you get what you need and improve this economy as well. You are welcome to watch me do the show. And simply by going out to our Tan Talk Radio Network, which is tantalk1340.com. You can find that, find Opportunity Hour, and you'll find me. But I suggest that you watch me to do the show because this show is all about finding enjoyable employment instead of a job. And the reason I say that is because I want you to see me. Because you have counselors, career coaches, HR individuals, and many others that are telling this our most experienced workers that help make this country not to put stuff on your resume because it's going to date your age. As if we're not going to see you when you show up. And so I want you to see me to do the show. You just got you here in my background. And I want you to see me. I want you to look at me, my scars, bumps, my color, my hair is beginning to thin out, all that sort of stuff. I want you to look at me because I know we see you coming, we see you going, we see your front side, back side. We see all of you before you get a chance to open up your mouth. And so that's why I want you to see me do the show because I want you to know that we see you. But more than that, I want you to get paid for your level of experience. I want you to get paid for those years. I do not want you thinking you are worthless as a as a more senior professional or experienced worker, but also for you entry-level workers. I want you to know you count. And so I want you to know that we see you. You can't really hide anything. Okay, so now we got that clear. Hopefully you still see me, and hopefully you want to see more of me, but we see you anyway. So there's no need in hiding. We've been looking at you all of your life, and you need to learn to like you because there's nothing you can do to change you in terms of the way you look. So anyway, you can change it or try to change it, but it doesn't matter. We really want to hear what you know how to do, and we really want to know what would you like to do, and that's pretty much that's all we want to know. The, probably the proof is people have been asking you most of your life, what do you want to do? And you transfer it over into jobs. They didn't ask you what job title you wanted. They asked you what do you want to do. And so when you can start telling people what you want to do, they will think of job titles. But more so, they'll think of the right titles because they're looking at you based on your age and level of experience and how long you've been doing it. Because all they're going to do is ask you what's your background. And all you've got to do is know how to tell them your background. They didn't ask you to talk about the jobs. They said, tell me your background. What do you know how to do? Anyway, that's enough right now. We'll tell you more. But anyway, tonight I think we have an exciting show because it's a part two show. We've never done a part two show, but it's a part two show of the show that we did last week, which to date is August 23rd. I believe today is the 29th. It's, it's a show that we did centered around helping, really not helping, but but. But, but jobs in our public school system. And it, and, and, it, and it was kind of done in a way whereby 
I only focused on the jobs of getting the kids to school, which are the bus drivers, and the jobs of getting kids out of school, which are the teachers. I only focused on those two types of jobs. And so I'm going to give you some background information because me and Mr. Dukes, he's coming on the show in a few minutes, we talked about the problems and then some solutions. And so for you listeners out there, I like to have you think of some solutions, but I want you to think like far out solutions. Because I gave some far out solutions. I'm going to give you some of mine in a few seconds. But, but, but what I'm doing is I'm recapping because since we were talking about our, our public school systems, tonight this extension includes an educator who may be part of that system. And so I want you to know that, that we're going to hear it from the other side because the suggestions that I gave, they're suggestions that will make you think. And that's all they're supposed to do because I want you to think, how come we aren't doing some of these things? Or how can we do some of these things? And so anyway, so I'd like to have you listen to some of the suggestions that I made, possibly Mr. Dukes. And if you have any to add to that, it's just a suggestion, so it's not up for your comments. It's just a suggestion from another person who sees it a different way, trying to solve a problem. Anyway, so I'm going to give you a recap of what has happened. However, we, ha- we, 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 we have a, a, a teacher guest coming on our show. Is he on our show? Is he on? Okay, put him on. Hello? Hello, teacher. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? I am doing fine. Now, for your protection, I'm not going to mention your name. I'm going to call you Teacher A. Now, we may have a Teacher B and Teacher C coming in, but I'm not going to do that because I'm not interested in the school system you work in or the county or the state. I'm interested in some of your viewpoints of what we can do to help you and help the others to make our system better as far as it's, it's getting individuals out of school because I believe we're preparing them for the workplace. I'm not sure, but, but, but whatever we're doing, it doesn't seem to be working on the other side of the fence. Anyways, I wanted to get some of your comments because you're on the inside, but any suggestions that you have since we're not disclosing anything about you other than your teacher A. But anyway, okay. so, so, so anyway, so what I'd like to do is just have you hold on. We're going to take a short break, and then when we come back, I'm going to kind of bring you up to date in terms of what we did last week, and uh, then you'll, and then I'm going to come to you in terms of hearing some of your comments and suggestions. Anyway, but, but anyway, so this is Gene Hodge with the Employment Opportunity Hour addressing public education jobs, and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Get a job. 
This portion of Employment Opportunity Hour is brought to you by Web Dynamics for You. Need a website? Web Dynamics for You are professional web designers who can handle all of your web services. Check them out at the website www.webdynamics the number four the letter U dot com or call them at one eight six six five three zero two one three five. Again, the website is www.webdynamics the number four the letter U dot com. Mention that you heard of them at the Employment Opportunity Hour and get a ten percent discount. Employers, if you are looking for training that improves employee productivity and morale, call HodgePodge Training, the workforce optimizing training company. They use a revolutionary training program process that packages each individual's unique hodgepodge of skills, abilities, experience, and passion together with computer technology to satisfy individual job compatibility and employer productivity needs. Their process improves productivity and morale for jobs in a diverse global workforce. We define this as workforce optimization. Live in America, where they say you can do what you want to do, be who you want to be, and I'm trying to do my part. Hopefully some of you out there are trying to do yours. I'm on the phone with Teacher A. And during the break, we had Mr. Dukes come on. Mr. Dukes, how you doing this evening? Hey, I'm doing fine, Gene. How you doing this evening? I am doing fine. I'm glad you could join us. Well, I'm glad to be able to join y'all this evening. All right. For those of you listening to the show, if you choose to call the show with a suggestion, because that's all I'm looking for tonight, are suggestions and your thoughts. No comments, just suggestions, unless you're commenting on something that we address. But anyway, I'm looking for a suggestion, but the number to call is 727-441-3000, and I am accepting calls if you choose to call, I'd say in about 20 minutes from now. Okay? Anyway, right now we, right now we have Teacher A on the line, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask Teacher A four questions, and, and Teacher A, hopefully you can give these as best your knowledge. What I'd like to know is how long have you been teaching, what subjects do you teach, what grade levels do you teach, and do you like what you're doing? Have okay. you can give me that? Uh... Okay, sure. Uh, I, I've been teaching for uh, 15 years. Hmm. Um, I teach elementary school. Um, I currently teach. Well, I I was teaching uh, fifth grade. I'm actually a guidance counselor now. Um, but I did teach fifth grade. I taught fifth grade for uh, about six years. Uh, prior to that, I taught first grade, taught pre-K. I was a math resource teacher working with kindergarten through second graders. Wow. But uh, all, all my experience has been in uh, elementary school. Okay. And I absolutely love what I do. And you love what you do. Okay. That's good. That is great. I, I, and that's good to hear. The reason, the reason I chose this topic was because, as far as a quick background, our, our president a few weeks ago talked about his school system in Baltimore being one of the worst schools in the country. And I, I went out and did a little, little research on that. But, but I started looking at, at, at some of the problems that we were having in our own local area here in the Tampa Bay area because one of our school systems were looking for bus drivers. And, uh-huh. and it had a tremendous need for bus drivers, and that's, that's a job. And uh, what generated it... Is that the job paid around twelve or thirteen dollars an hour, and I began to wonder if our political leaders 
we're investing in our educational process at that level. Okay. So I started looking at a little bit. Jake, little, can I check something there? Yes, Mr. Dukes. Because Being a teacher aide, uh, not from really our local area, he's in a different area. And it may be different criteria. Uh, they may not have the problem we have in this area, but that's uh, one reason I was interested in bringing somebody up on. He is in the state of Florida now. Okay. Even though mm -hmm. you didn't ask him what his position, though he was a teacher. And I don't think he probably want to give you what he does now, but he is he's in the top, one of the top areas of the teaching field. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Okay. But I want you out there to think of your own school systems. Do you have similar problems with getting our children to school because the bus driver is one of the primary vehicles in making that happen outside of the parents. And so I don't know walking these days are still in. But but uh, anyway, getting them to school, and then once we get them to school, how do we get them out of school? And so I started to look at, at some other areas, and Mr. Dukes, you can chime in because I'm going to – I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention some of the suggestions I made. And if you, okay. If you like, you could just make some of the suggestions real quick, and then we're going to go to our teacher A. Uh, but uh, I started looking at, we have a problem getting the kids to school. And whether our, whether our political leaders, our school boards are concerned, we're investing in, our, in the level of education that we want those people to have. The other is getting them out of school, which, which came down to the teachers. And so, so, so some teachers love their jobs and some don't. And so I, I started looking at some of the issues that maybe centered around education and how do we make it better, but how do we prepare our individuals to come out of school, go on to college, go into the workplace? And anyway, so I offered some suggestions. So without going, without going too much further, I'm just going to run through a couple of them. Okay. <laughs> Okay, one of, the, one, of, one, of the, one of the things I had said as far as the teachers were concerned, many of the teachers are using their money to buy supplies. My, my, my suggestion was, was stop buying supplies. It was just that simple, stop buying. Uh, and the reason being is because if you're going to buy, there's no need for your political leaders, your school boards, and all that sort of stuff to give you raises because you – because you're, you're already doing it. So if you want to create change and create better results, maybe you ought to stop doing what we think you're going to do naturally. All right. Let now, me uh, yeah. let's bring in what, teacher A. Let, let him ask what his question because well, I want to give him the I'm going to give him the whole picture first so that he can kind of look at the areas that we addressed. All right. Uh, so that yeah, you know, he can think he can think of things along the way. But but also when it came down to teachers, one of the things I wanted to say was, in the world I come from, the better you do, the better your raises. So True. so the less you do, you can't get paid. You can't get higher raises. So so right. teachers have gone to school. They've invested their time in, in order to get teaching degrees, and somebody expects them to come out and teach. I'm the kind of person that says, uh, since humans develop these curriculums and programs for people to go through, then our our teacher process is teaching those individuals to address those issues and they're not able to address those maybe you should look at another career anyway so that was another suggestion that i wanted to 
wanted to put out there. I put some suggestions out there that that our teachers should offer a training to the parents of their children, offer classes on how to how to do better in their jobs, because if the parents have jobs, the knowledge of doing better, they pass that knowledge down to their children. Because those jobs, the jobs deals with level of responsibility, getting tasks done, certain attitudes, behaviors that are a direct reflection of, of what exists in our workforce has to come from somewhere. So my suggestion was, was that even at that level, they offer training to parents. And then I also gave some suggestions of giving the students homework, something they go home and go do, like performing a task at home and then coming back, letting the teacher know it's been done. The reason being is because when you go into the workforce, you have to perform tasks. Anyway, so the, anyway, anyway, so where does it start? But anyway, Mr. Dukes, do you have anything that you want to add to some of your comments? Because then I want teacher to a to think of things that maybe we didn't say. <laughs> well, uh, from my from my perspective as a high school teacher, uh, what you said suggests I don't. I just don't. It's hard to accomplish that because. Oh, in the class, you need a lot of things. We're only talking about suggestions. And I'm trying to come up with some suggestions. The suggestion you suggested stop buying out of your own pocket. What do you suggest? That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying is, what do you suggest? Suggestion is that the uh, principals and the APs and all they look at a way to give the teaching additional funds so they can be able to buy the buy the things they need for the classroom. Okay. Since they seem to do it for them prior to us coming to school. Okay, great. Now, Teacher A, you kind of heard that from both of us now. Do you have any other comments okay. that you could, any thoughts or ideas that are like kind of far out, but you are in a position to, su to suggest them? Absolutely. Um, uh, well, I, I think um, to talk on the first point you made of teachers just um, stop buying things. Uh, there are some teachers in our profession that they feel that way. They say, you know what, um, you know, uh, there's always this constant talks about budget cuts and, you know, and, and we go like down where I teach, there's, there was a certain time frame about seven years where we got no no raises. Wow. Uh, and then finally when raises did kick in again, there were only 2% raises. Mm. Uh so uh, there's a lot of teachers that have that feeling. They get put up and they say, you know what, I'm I'm not put, taking any money out of my pocket. It takes enough just for me to make the money to pay my bills. Um, but the flip side of that is that you have teachers, a lot of teachers like myself, who we do what we do because we care about the future of our children. Mm -hmm. And so we look in the classroom and we say, okay, well, I'm going to do what I can. And if that means me going and buying the materials and the, the decorations to make my class presentable so that I can teach an effective lesson on a daily basis, I'm going to make that sacrifice. I'm not happy about it, but at the end of the day, what matters is, am I empowering my kids to be better prepared for the future? Great. Um, so, Great. so that yeah. becomes kind of the, the conundrum because it's, do I do what's best for my kids 
or do I sit upset at the system and make them pay the price? Because that's who suffers in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the other piece you said was um, educating the parents. And, and we do that a lot. Our, our, at the schools I've worked at, we offer parent nights and, and parent trainings and um, um, uh, parent universities. The, the challenge has always been getting the parents to come out. Oh. And, and, and I've learned that that's not, that's not to put blame on them because a lot of our parents, they're working two and three jobs trying to pay bills to take care of their kids. Mm. So they can't always be there. So, but we do make th- that opportunity to do that. It's just it's that fine line between we offer parent nights um, after school from five to seven, you know, one or two nights a month. We'll offer sometimes a, a weekend opportunity training. And in a school with 600 students, we may get 10 parents to show up. Great. Okay. So, now, I made and a su- so okay, there's that challenge. I made a suggestion but, but last week. Uh, I made a suggestion. They have teachers whose role is to pull the parents together. My comment, my, my suggestion was that they get rid of that person. Find, find one that has the talent and the ability and has a natural knack of pulling people together. It, right. yeah. We, oh, we yeah, all have we used, unique skills have and that. abilities. And, and, and so, our school, yeah. we used to have that. We used to have what were called community liaisons. Mm-hmm. And they, their task was to go out and rally the community and get business partners involved and spark the parents to come out and get involved. And when the budget cut came back after the market, uh, back in 2008 when it dropped, we never got those back. Wow. And so our schools are operating at a deficit in terms of staffing. Mm. So... My, my, my challenge is that, and I think my, my suggestion is that um, there's got to be an outcry, uh, and that's where as teachers we try to rally that without seeming too too rebellious, um, to get an outcry from the parents and the community and, um, and voices like yourselves to say, we have to hold the legislature accountable. Mm-hmm. Uh, because like at my school, uh, they we, they offer what's called a school improvement grant. They give uh, so many thousands of dollars each year to try and help improve our schools so that we can maintain the, the grade. But then the state decides how that money is spent. You know, hmm. if we say, you know, well, one of the things we need are rugs so we can have a reading area in our classroom, they'll put a stipulation to say, well, no, you can't spend it on that. So oh. myself and other teachers, we go out and spend our money to buy the rugs. Mm. So, so it's that you know accountability to say, okay, if you really want to help us, give us what we'll, we'll outline for you what we need, and then give us the funds for it. Okay, but it's always here's what we think you should do with. Great, okay. Mr. Dukes, you got 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 any comment to add to that or any anything? Yes, I have to agree with Teacher Neil on one on that. What he just said about the. But we did, even when I was in school system, we had an individual, and that's what he did, or she did. They went and talked to the parents. As a matter of fact, if a kid was out of school for two or three days without an answer, they went out and found that kid and found the parents to find out why. Mm. But as I said, in 2008 and 2009, they took their funds away. So the schools don't have that individual no more. Free, He was a free will. Right? So the, they said we didn't need it. And the suggestion is what teacher they just said. We need to hold them accountable for that, because so, they need that. 
I like the parents need someone that can really talk to them and you know have a good correlation with them so they can understand and encourage them that they need to put more effort themselves. Great, great. I just wanted to make a comment that I, I, I really stressed in my training is to get rid of that word they because other humans are making these decisions. They're human beings just like you and I and when we can hold the human being accountable or question the human being, then we're no longer questioning an entity. We're literally questioning a bunch of individuals who grew up just like us and uh, somebody's accountable for making those decisions. Right. Okay, that's all I want to say about that. And, and if I might add to that, sir, then I think that starts with people, you're right, putting names on and recognizing who is the the director, who are the people in charge. Mm-hmm. Um, if you were to ask me, most people who are concerned with education say, um, who is the commissioner of education? <laughs> um, most of them don't know uh, who the commissioner of education is. Who's the chancellor of education who works underneath the commissioner of education and is responsible for helping to improve schools? And most of them don't know that because those are the people who we need to write to and call and ask to change what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. I made a comment last week (laughs) that some committee, a small group of individuals, maybe four or five at the most, invite in all of the leaders. You know, the commissioners, all the ones that you just got to mention, but invite them to your meeting. Just like you're looking at the campaigns on TV today, all those leaders are in one place with one person asking questions. My suggestion was, was that the educational system, some committee, start to do that, to invite them in and ask them questions, not, not to invite them in to tell you anything. You invite them in so they can hear your questions. That's a suggestion I threw out. Anyway. That's a very good suggestion. If it can be accomplished by, you know, writing letters to the commission and all of them and let the election to appear before uh, a small committee. But if you have some other suggestions, those are, the more suggestions we hear means the more minds we have that are talking about issues. And so, so that's the, that's the reason I always want to hear what the others have to say to add to it or to look at it from a different point of view, uh, because that's what we need. We need we need to hear more so we can have better options. A- anyway, well, one one suggestion I have is that as far as the bus, I think the a lot of the kids are being bus from different long areas. They have to ride the bus for a long period of time. These special students, but mm-hmm. the gifted person. Uh, for instance, where I live, in the school that I worked at, that's an hour drive for me in my car. Wow. And for kids to be picked up at 5 o'clock in the morning so he can get to my school at 730, that's a long ride. Mm-hmm. And then when they get out of school, they get them out of school a couple hours earlier than the other kids but they still have to make a long ride back home. Hmm. So the thing is, we have all these uh, academies and these special schools, but for some reason, most of the kids doesn't attend those kids, those schools that's in there close to them. 
Okay. All right. Anyway, you're listening. You're listening to Mr. Dukes and Teacher A. Are there individuals in the education arena about how we can improve some of our our processes in jobs in our public education? And we're going to hear a little bit more from those as soon as we hear a little bit from our sponsors, Gene Hodge with the Employment Opportunity Hour. We'll be right back. educators and teachers have you heard of the thinking academy are you interested in helping your children or students become better critical thinkers do you want a guaranteed solution to real educational reform if so get the new book called the thinking academy authored by professor david martin and irv shine this informative book describes real educational reform how any school may become a thinking academy how thinking strategies relate to common core in the curriculum how teachers and parents can be trained, and much more. Would you like to have a school where thinking processes are behind the basics of all subject areas? To purchase the book or get answers to your questions, just contact Irv Shine at 786-457-1755 or email ischein123 at cs.com. That's Irv Shine at 786-457-1755 or email ischein123. 123 at cs.com. That's I S C H E I N 123 at cs.com. The purpose of the show is to help you out there who are looking for a job to find something that you enjoy doing instead of a job, meaning just over broke. But also to help you entrepreneurs that are out there who have businesses, you got products, ideas. It's to help you to improve this economy by putting you into action as well. We can help you there. So that's what we're here for. If you choose to call the show, you're more than welcome to call the show. Uh, the number is 727-441-3000. However, if you're unemployed or you're looking for a job, I will give you 30 seconds. You're more than welcome to call the show. Tell us who you are, what you do, and what you're looking for so we can help you. If you are an entrepreneur or a a type of company that's looking to add people on, your network marketing company or internet marketing company, you're looking to add good people to your team, you're welcome to call the show as well. The number is 727-441-3000. I will give you the same 30 seconds. Tell us who you are, what you're looking for, and your contact information so we can help you get what you need and improve this economy as well. If you have a happy job, because some people got them. Hopefully you're one of them, but if you are one, give us a call and share how you got it and what you like about it so you can help help more of us out there and get happy jobs. Because when we're doing what we enjoy doing, we're naturally productive, including the teachers. I'm here tonight with Mr. Dukes, who's on our show most times. He's calling in. 
And we have a teacher, Teacher A, because we're talking about jobs and solutions in order to improve our public education. And we have a teacher. I'm just calling him Teacher A. I don't know where he's at and what part of the country, what state, city. But uh, for the sake of his employment, I only want to hear his comments. And if any of you, anyway, more of you have any comments on how we can improve jobs and those types of situations, give us a call at 727-441-3000. I understand that during the break, we had another caller come in. Is that right? That's Hello? Dee Yes. Dee Dee. Yes. Okay, Dee Dee, how are you? Oh, I'm blessed. Thank you. Uh, okay. Mr. Uh, Mr. Hodge, this is Dee Wilkins calling um, from Impact Business and Professional Magazine. And I just had a question that I wanted to ask uh, either one of your illustrious guests. Um, knowing that uh, uh, the teachers have been doing, uh, you know, taking the initiative to, um, you know, go out and purchase uh, items for their students. I was just wondering if the uh, if Teacher A or, or B had uh, ever been or ever felt that they were receiving any type of resistance from fellow teachers because they were exhibiting such positive concern by utilizing their own funds mm. in order to, you know, uh, decorate their classrooms and uh offer um, something that would be of assistance to the children outside of the realm of the ordinary. Uh, The reason I ask is because I do have a a couple of teachers who did go that extra step, and they have encountered resistance from their fellow co-workers. All righty. Teacher A, you want to go first? Sure, yes. Um, I I can say that, yes, uh, I've I haven't personally encountered that, uh, and I guess maybe because I'm a little more outspoken, wow. <laughs> but I, I have observed other, other teachers experiencing that, um, especially because in, in, in our school district, um, our school each month gives out money, which uh, they, they, um, they will give up to about $250 each, each year. Teachers mm-hmm. receive it, and basically mm. when the teachers go out and spend their money, they hold on to their receipts. The district puts uh, $250 into their check usually within the second month of school. Mm-hmm. And as long wow. as they have receipts to show proof that they spent it on school supplies, they get they don't have to pay that money back. Wow. And some teachers uh, argue and say, well, it should be a lot more. They know we spend a lot more than that in the course of the year. And if everyone would stop spending more than that, then we could get them to raise the amount that they give us credit for. Mm. Um, and so that's kind of where we... There's that back and forth with, you know, spend the $250 they give you, but don't spend more than that. Um, and when you do, then you're just making it harder on us to get, get recognition for more than that. Wow. Well, I know that we have had in our area, we've had uh, fundraisers for um, uh, different, you know, back-to-school bashes and things like that. And um, so many, um, I guess that would contribute to part of what you had said earlier. Um, with having so many other people, because if they if if we donate to the school, then um, people don't seem to, or the system may not feel that they need to allocate probably anything. Because sometimes we we're able to raise quite a uh, a large amount, and sometimes, but that's only in certain schools. Okay, okay, Mr. Dukes, you got thoughts? I have, I have a comment to that. Uh, 
I have a daughter. I have a daughter that started teaching this year. She teaches the uh, fifth grade, and they do at their school give them a, an allowance, but not as much as mm-hmm. uh, teacher A just said, because they don't get that much. They give them. A, they give them an amount of a hundred dollars, and they have a specific place they have to spend that, which I think no. is wrong. Huh. That is, mm. As long as they can, now what he said, they produce receipts. Now, when I was in the classroom, that's the way it was when I was in the classroom. But even then in high school, they only gave us $100. But we could spend it anywhere we want to spend it. But my daughter tells me now, they have to spend it at a certain store. Hmm. Hmm. And I, hmm. I, I don't think that's the, the way it should be done. Okay, I'm, I'm hearing some background noise from somewhere. I'm not sure where. But anyway... Uh, those are good th- good thoughts. I'm hearing some inside scoop, uh, and and uh, I appreciate the inside scoop. But I'm gonna come back to what I said earlier. It's always other humans that are making these decisions, always. always until we get sure. to those, until we get to those humans, you might get some different responses. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll find out why their thinking is that way. I don't know, you know. But anyway, Teacher A. Yeah. There, we're gonna run. We're gonna run out. We're gonna run out of time. But I want to. I, I want to find out what ways could I help you, uh, Mr. Dukes, or anyone else. What what kind of things do you need? Whether it's for your school system, for yourself, or the teachers. What do you need that you think we could help you out with? Uh, that that you would would love to tell somebody. And so I'm here today, and we're connected all around the world. So <laughs> feel free to share with us maybe we can help you get what you need um i, I guess what i need and, and, and i guess I, I feel blessed in the, the the school that i am in because we've had over the past years that i've been at my school a lot of uh local churches and and uh, a lot of uh community mm. volunteers that have come in and they've said you know what do you need and we're willing to put on any uh, seven or eight churches will come in and say we want to donate something whether it's time whether it's books uh, whether yeah. it's money, they've, they've donated money for our kids to have uniforms, shoes. Um, uh, so the biggest thing that we need is, um, because these people are going to bat for those essential needs that our kids have, um, and when we start thinking of the bigger ideas, like uh, like um, I've said, um, we, we want to we get back to taking our kids to field trips where they can go and go to uh, mm. St. Augustine or go to uh, Washington, D.C. on overnight trips, and we want to expose our children to uh, more technology in the classroom, and instead of being told that there's no money in the budget, uh, we want to be able to have that support. You know that says, "Okay, here's how we're going to go get it." Um, uh, and one way that you can you can help me is by just helping to um, emphasize to everyone that can hear on the radio that you know it, it starts with the local school board. Um, we as teachers, when we go and we say these things, we're, we're employees. Mm-hmm. But when the community and families show up, just in uh, groups of five or six. It's an impact that makes the school board have to respond um, and, and give a response. And, wow. and that, makes a, that makes a difference. That really does. Now, Mr. Dukes and Ms. D, are you aware of anything like that going on in your districts or your, I don't know, your uh, county, whatever you want to call them? <laughs> no, not right offhand. I know that uh, being that, I would say that some individuals mm-hmm. have made donations to some of the teachers, but as as a collateral, as a 
a community group. I don't know of any. Okay. There is a lot of groups I know in this in this area, in our area, that could probably do do. But the thing I, I like what Teacher A just said. We, if we can speak loud enough so that the the commissioners and all of them and whoever's all in charge of this can hear our voices, then maybe they can see the light. And the thing that really bugs me in the career, all these individuals, most of them, they have been teachers once. Mm-hmm. Okay. They sit in the class, and I don't know why it's so difficult for them to uh, to approve the money and, and give the funds that we need to operate, that they need to operate in the classroom. Okay. All right. Uh, Miss D, do you have any? Okay. Okay. Anyway, so so I think we lost Miss D. But anyway, I think, thanks for those comments. But 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 Teacher A, do you have anything else you'd like to put out there? If we uh, yes, can help. I, 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 yes, sir. I, I I'd like to say that um, one of the biggest ways, and in our school, I know it's made a difference, and it's, it's catching on around. One of the biggest ways that anyone that's listening can make a big difference in school and to help teachers is just going and being willing to just donate 30 minutes a week in the school. Because, uh, um, and, and I know that some schools aren't, aren't maybe aren't as far along with knowing what to do when someone shows up, but just going and spending 30 minutes at the school once a, a week or going at least once a month and visiting the school when they have their PTA meetings to, hmm. to see what it is, that's when they're talking about what they need. Um, you have You can make a big difference just by doing that because Excellent. that's where it's the biggest challenge right now. There's just a lot of our schools, we just don't have uh, the, the, the people coming in and donating that time and hearing so they can be a voice around the community of what's needed. And, and that's how our school has gotten it done. We've gotten four and five parents that come, and then they go and tell four and five parents who then come. And we have an average of about 30 parents that, or family wow. members that donate their time on a weekly mm-hmm. basis. And they tell the churches, and the churches have come and said, okay, what do you need? We heard that you need, so we want to provide. But it started with those two or three that just were willing to take 30 minutes once a week and come and say, I'm here, where do you need me? Great, great, great. Well, anyway, we're out, we're out there so everyone can hear this in terms of how they can improve their school systems, uh, as, as well as their... I'm going to say their jobs because I'm concerned with the jobs that people have to produce these types of results. And so uh, I'm, I'm proud to hear you say it. <laughs> but do you, do you have any others? We've got about, about two minutes left. you got any more? Uh, the other, I, mentioned, I mentioned earlier, I said uh, I mentioned the commissioner of education. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is Richard Corcoran. Uh, the chancellor of education is Herschel Lyons. Um, everyone out there, you can write to the Commissioner of Education, Richard Corcoran. You can write to Chancellor um, Herschel Lyons. Write to them and tell them what your concerns are, because they're responsible for responding with what are they doing and being held accountable, because they're, they're where it starts. That's where, when we talk about money and funding, they're the ones that um, they're, they're, supposed, they're accountable for that. Now, do you so, at the right. national level, state level, county level? State level. State level. Great. State, oh, state oh. State Commissioner of Education is Mr. Richard Corcoran. Okay. I have to go out and look that out. We'll know what state you're calling from. <laughs> yeah. Florida. Uh, Florida. Uh, Florida. Okay. Florida. Okay. Uh, Florida. I don't say, Jay, uh, he don't have any state, his position, and his city not tell what, he, what his position is, I mean. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let us know where you're from. 
I'm I'm in Broward County, Broward County, Florida. Okay, alrighty. Now, what is your position in Broward County? We don't want to know the name of the school or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told him I'm a guidance I'm a guidance counselor. <laughs> okay. okay. Alrighty. Now, Mr. Dukes, do you have any other anything else that you like to add in terms of what what do you think what do you think the teachers need or or the school system needs? I'm really talking about the system itself. No, uh, so, uh, it's kind of a it's kind of a broad statement when mm-hmm. you say that what they need so much they do need. Uh, and I like to go back to the uh, the busing. I would like to ask teacher A, do they have a problem with busing in your uh, in your area? Well, well, no, and, and and for us, we we haven't had we we had some activists about uh, fifteen years ago that were very very uh, demanding and about the fact that um, our kids were being bused. When I say our kids, uh, minority kids were being bused to um, to um, uh, more more um, higher income neighborhoods, which made meant that they got home late at night. They didn't get a chance to participate in extracurricular activities, mm. and that was a. Uh, that was uh, fought very, really hard, along with um, making sure that all schools were keep receiving the same type of equal maintenance. And a lot of that was resolved. Um, our, our challenge still, though, is that because schools are in well, well-to-do neighborhoods, they have that parent involvement, that community involvement I'm telling you about. And so they have PTAs that have budgets with $90,000, whereas mm-hmm. our PTAs are, for the most part, non-existent. Mm. So... So that's still the challenge, and, and that's really where teachers get their support outside of the red tape of the system. Okay. Okay, great, great. I'm, I'm just going to say this for our listeners. If you have any thoughts, any ideas, you can send me an email. My email is theopportunityhour at gmail.com. At theopportunityhour at gmail.com, and I'll make sure that Teacher A and Mr. Deuce get your comments, and they can take it from there. Sure thank will. you, thank you. Yeah, and so, thank so, you. yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, so, so, the last thing I'd like to just say is, is Teacher A, thank you very much for taking the time out to come out and share some of the inside scoop of what's going on in your field. Thank you, thank you for allowing me In your profession, on. because I'm sure it applies to a lot of others, but hope, hopefully, uh, anyway, I, I really appreciate your comments. And Mr. Dukes, you being a yeah. former educator, or maybe you still are probably, uh, thank you very much for t- t- taking the time to come out. And, and do you have any, any last-minute comments to add, Mr. Dukes? No, I, 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 uh, I would like to look, if you carry this on another, another level, I'd like to look at some more individuals from different locations. Mm-hmm. I had talked to a... A retired principal, but I couldn't get her. She had to go out of state today, out of town today. Okay. She was willing to come on. So if you have another continuation of this, I will talk to her and see if she'd be willing to come on on our next show. Well, we may pick this up at a later time because I, I want to, because I really want to address the salaries for bus drivers and mm-hmm. and the investment by our leaders. But. but, but but also the teachers whose task is to prepare our younger individuals either to come out of the elementary school, go into high school, come out of high school, go on to college, or go into the workforce. Right. Because whatever we're creating is not meeting our workforce demands. 
And so it has to come from somewhere. And, and so, so I'm trying to address it so that individuals can help meet our workforce demands, but really more so to find things that they'll enjoy doing, good at doing, so that they're not doing stuff that they don't want to do. That's where our loss of productivity is. And that's where we have now. And I, 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 one of my suggestions is they need to go back and put the uh, electives back into the high school. They've taken out the elective that uh, kids enjoy doing or like to do. Okay. And they don't have them anymore. Uh, all right. All these uh, construction that's going on now, mm-hmm. kids don't. They don't learn that. We learned it in high school. Okay. They take carpenters. They take all that. Take cheap belts. When they come out of high school, they can already almost go and get a, a job if they don't go to college or not. Okay. But we removed that from the high school. Okay. I'm saying okay because I know our time is winding down. So, so okay. anyways, I want to thank you very much for taking the time out to come on the show. We, uh, I look forward to getting you back uh, a little bit later on. We'll expand this topic with more, more. Yes, more, like more to connection back. to jobs, and uh, I look forward to getting you both back in the future. No Wonderful, like thank you very much. Okay, thank you. thank you very much. Okay, thanks. <laughs> anyway, for those of you that are still left, we're, I'm talking to you coming out of Florida right now. We're anticipating a hurricane coming up. It's going to affect our Labor Day uh, weekend, where there's rain or wind or whatever. But uh, we're getting we're getting. St- Get up for that. Anyways, I'm going to say go enjoy your holiday the best as you can. If you hear the music, that means it's time for us to go. I want you to understand that all the things you find yourself doing that you enjoy doing, you have been doing it your way. I'm just trying to get you to take that way and go turn it into enjoyable employment for you. Go out and tell everybody what you like to do because they're going to ask you anyway. Give us a call next week and tell us how to go find that. This is Gene Hodge with the Employment Opportunity Hour, and we're out of here. Enjoy your weekend. WTAN, Clearwater. FM 106.1. WDCF, Dade City. FM 102.3. WZHR, Zephyr Hills. FM 104.3. Listen.